This is Believe in Buckeyes with Bryant, Brownie, and Chimdi Chekwai. We have a good one for you. Another week, another week of spring. It's actually turning into spring season in Ohio, believe it or not. We're kind of getting that weather in here with another another exciting week. Um, young guys are developing. It's going to be a good show. Chim, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good, man. Let me uh, shout out the sponsors right quick to get us kicked off. Uh, Bet online, Bet online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get an, get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet online. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through to the Final Four and championship game. Bet online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And if you have any issues with gambling, always feel free to reach out to 1-800-GAMBLER. Is there 24-7 assist if you're having a problem, getting too much for you to handle, feel free to reach out. And, yeah, we guess we shouting out college basketball. Um, you know, shout out to national champions, man. You Huskies, man. But anyway, let's get to the show, man. We got, a, over, right? <laughs> yeah, we got a spring game, uh, a spring practice that that took place uh this past weekend. As you had the the pleasure of laying your eyes on, I was not fortunately not able to make it, but was to keep up with everything from the media to the, the clips that that went online. Uh, how was it? I mean, was it indoors again to go outside or how was practice? Huh? Right. They, they stayed indoors. They stayed indoors. Um, which I, I feel like they could have, they could have went outside. No, no, it, it was raining. It rained that day. It was, it was a little stormy, but yeah, they stayed indoors. Um, it was a solid practice overall. It was good to be there without the kids this time. Last time I brought the oh, kids okay. this time. Didn't <laughs> have the kids. So yeah, yeah, it was a, it was good competition, good spring practice. And I thought, um, Guys got after it, for real. Okay. So, I know with every spring practice, and obviously, uh, we want to talk about some guys that stood out, right? Some guys that maybe uh, flashed a little bit. Obviously, we're talking about one practice, but it's the spring. The spring matters when, when it comes to kind of lining yourself up to kind of have a successful fall. Uh, any guys kind of jumped out you as an impressive day yeah. that you wanted to kind of give a shout-out to? Yeah, a few guys. So, I would, I would start by saying, typically, you know, I doubt a lot of players watch this show, but... You know, I'm not going to talk too much about the veteran guys, really, typically, because, I mean, at the end of the day, this spring is just them just working on tools here and there yeah. to continue to get prepared. But it's the younger guys that you really pay, pay a lot closer attention to. And one of the youngest guys, um, a guy who's coming, is coming in as a freshman, um, just recently enrolled, or I don't even know if he's in, enrolled yet, right? <laughs> he, you know, Carnell Tate, a wide receiver. Um yeah, I just thought he was impressive, man. It's uh, you know, when you when you watch a receiver, a young receiver, typically they're not as polished in their you know ability to run routes and, and things like that, or to make make plays, finish catches and stuff like that. And I th- I just thought he was he was pretty impressive from just looking like a much more polished receiver. Um, um, shades of of Marvin Harrison for real. Yeah, coming in. You know, a little bit, de- a little bit more developed than you would expect a young guy like that. That's that's pretty impressive. I know now. Carnell Taylor was a five star recruit, so obviously, you know, he had a little bit of buzz for himself committing to Ohio State, and also he's pretty vocal on social media about you know wants to be a Buckeye, uh, interested yeah. in recruiting, trying to get other guys to be Buckeyes as well. 
Um, I know he's definitely a leader in that standpoint. But as always, good. I mean, like this guy's fresh. I mean, this guy's essentially fresh. This guy's supposed to be in high school. Let's let's right. look like right. that. He's, he's a high school senior. He's supposed to be getting ready for prom right now, but still yeah. he's out on the Ohio State practice field and uh and showing some flash. I think he's wearing number seventeen right now. And that's just, you know, it's good to hear. I see he already lost his black stripe, which is, you know, basically your official welcome to being to part of the team. I think he might have done that last week, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or sometime this week during practice. Uh, but recently, obviously, he just got there, so not too long. Um, but it's good to see that he's flashing already. So making some big cl- catches in practice. Um, shout out to that young man. Like, once again, Hey, you made, you made a good point, though. He, 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 he's, he's supposed to be going to prime. Man, imagine, going, imagine going up to Ohio State and balling that spring ball and then going back to your high school and going to prime. You got to be the prime king. <laughs> you got to be the prime king, man. You're you kind of calling your shots at that point. You're probably, you probably driving the principal car to prime, man. You're tearing it up, man. Uh, anybody else stood out at yeah. practice that you wanted to kind of shout out? Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think the defensive line had a day just – Overall, um, I can name names, but I think just using the, and this is not this, it wasn't too different than the practice before that, but I think even more so in the past game, the defensive line spent a lot of time in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, DBs too, and you know I saw um, Latham Ransom get get back there and, and blow up a play here or there, but just overall the defensive line, um, I, I got to watch one on one. So instead of during seven on seven period, instead of watching guys throw routes, you know. Throw the ball against the air and stuff. I, I went yeah, that, that real plus football, plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched the offensive and defensive line go at it from a one-on-one standpoint. And uh, man, Mike Hall is just—he's big, but he's an impress. Like he just moves so well for his size. Yeah, uh, he, he's a pretty impressive really athlete. Man. Yeah, I would say Mike Hall like pretty big, but just smooth, right? I mean, like that's what we saw. Last year, right, in the beginning of the season, he was getting a lot of sacks, making a lot of plays, and he kind of started having some injuries and some of that production slowed down. But I saw it last week as well, man. Like, he's a big guy in the middle. Just, just a, you know, he's a D-tackle. He's a real yeah. D-tackle. That's the best way to put it. He's a defensive tackle. Big guy, strong, stocky, but Camille move, silky smooth athlete. Big guy. Uh, so hopefully this year he stays healthy and we can kind of get yeah. that production. And we, and we didn't get a ton of pass rush. Uh, this past season, um, so you know, based on what we've seen in two, just two practices, <laughs> mm-hmm. if they list anything like that during the season, it's going to be a, a good year for the defense. Um, but you know, is it is it defense or is it offensive line? It's really, <laughs> you don't know for for sure. Um, the the other the other um, area, I thought the DBs had a good day as well. The cornerbacks, especially, and you know, cornerbacks. You know, this past season, there were certain games where they just did not. You know, show what we expected them to show. Um, I think we have a lot of depth at the defensive back position, safety and corners. Currently, um, we can go as as much as five deep. I think at the cornerback position, from what I've just seen at practice, uh, I'm not there every day, so coaches may feel differently. But uh, with the ones, we saw um, the new guy, the guy coming, you know, transferring in from Ole Miss, Davison, uh, rotate in with the ones. Some, you had Jordan Hancock and um, and Burks taking most of the, the rest with the ones. Um, Davidson had like a pick six on one play, which mm. uh, which was um, impressive. Carnell Tate caught, caught a couple nice passes on him. But it was one of those, you know, both guys competing. And the defense was great. The offense was great. You know, the pass was on target. Um, and that that's what you kind of want to see when it's, it's, you know, good guys against good guys, right, when it's mm. Ohio State. 
So I thought the DBs looked good. Sonny Styles, a young guy who there's a lot of expectations, him being a highly touted guy, safety position, combination of size and speed that not a lot of that you don't see a lot of. Um, he has that rare combination, and it shows. Like to me, it showed. Um, I wouldn't say he made a, a ton of plays, but you just see him at one of these lines about the free safety or the strong safety position. Ball goes in the air, and you just see how much ground he covers. Um, huge opportunity for him to be a big player for Ohio State. Yeah. And the the one thing is, you know, where, did, where does he fit in, you know, when it comes to that position? I think he has some opportunity at the bullet position to to potentially fit in or at a strong safety position, depending on how they play the safeties. But, you know, they've already talked about keeping things simple for him to, to give him an opportunity to be great. And I think based on what I've seen, you know, he, he shows that talent. And then the last area I would say, uh, I talked a lot about the defense, but the running back, running backs. Well, well, hold on, Trevor. Before we get into the running backs, let's talk about the DBs a little bit more because yeah. essentially, like you, as we know from last year, you know, when it got to our biggest games of the year, essentially we kind of, uh, we was lacking a little bit there. But now we're in a situation where, like you say, there's a lot of guys now on the team with good playing experience, right? So now, you know, even so when you start talking about depth, and especially um, just kind of in general, you know, like, okay, guys didn't perform well, but a lot of guys got opportunities. We brought some guys in from the transfer portal that had a lot of experience. So now there's a good, a good, a good clunk of guys there to kind of, they kind of, um, first of all, for competition purposes, a good clunk of guys there for competition purposes. Yeah. And also a lot of smarts, like a lot of experience now in that position. Do you see, or do you do you feel that we could go from a position where our defensive backs will essentially, um, let's say, let's be frank, really kind of the, the weakest part of our team to them possibly being the strength, the strength of the defense, one of the strong parts of the team? Do you think that's possible, that big of a jump in a year? Or what's your thoughts on that? I think the talent is there for it to happen. I think the talent is there for it to happen. If I was going to pick a strength, I would say our strength is really the linebacker position. Because the guys who are here this year were good last, like they played good last year, and they look good this year too. I didn't, I didn't shout out the linebackers, um, but they look good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from the defensive back standpoint, I think we have a lot of depth. The guys are still still younger, younger players at the cornerback position. Uh, we brought in a guy from Ole Miss who's also young. He's only a sophomore, but he looks the part. And I think from a depth standpoint, they can be a strength. Um, I got to see it to truly believe it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got to see it in action against real, you know, the uh, uh, opposite color. But it, it could be a strength. And it, it could be a challenge too, man, you know, because um, the corner is not like safety. You don't typically rotate a bunch of guys in. I mean, you can. You know, you can have an opportunity. And with the twos, they're in practice with the twos. I saw them play three corners. We had a corner in the slot position. Yeah, that's um, different, right? Yeah, that's that's different. So last year they played a lot with three safeties. They had that safety and kind of that nickel, they call that bullet position. Um, and I think putting a corner there in situational, like situations like third down and long, third down and medium, to get coverage guys, speed on speed, like your best cover guys out there, would be a way to improve the defense. You know, we saw what happened in the in – the, and I, I hate to pick on um, Ransom, but we saw what happened in the Georgia game. I mean, you had, you had a safety against their – one of the fastest guys in the, in the in the in the world. That's what I like to say. One of the fastest guys in the world. You line him up against 90, 95% of people in the world, he's gonna beat him in a hundred meter dash, right? Um 
And maybe that was an opportunity to put it, bring in a, a, another corner to be able to run with that. So I think that I think they have some tools um, with the the number of corners that exist. And when the season ends, though, depending on how much those guys actually get to play, some of those guys can end up leaving as well. Yeah, so, as, yeah, as so, yeah that's interesting as well because you you like you say we speak right now we're in the spring. It looks like we got a lot of competition, a lot of a lot of good depth, but. Uh, soon as fall hit, you know, I guess things could change pretty quickly. You pick some, quick. you name some starters, you you know, some guys start getting more reps while other guys are getting less reps. And before you know it, you could go from a spot where you think you got depth, you think you got a lot of good guys to guys just really, and you know, with that transfer portal, you could just, just leave. Like, you don't have to wait till the season's over. You don't have to wait till the, you don't got to wait till the game over. <laughs> One guy was a right. transfer portal in the middle of the game. Was that like, Last year or the year before that, right? So um, it's, it's definitely a, a situation that um, that that well, I guess we kind of spoke on briefly here that you kind of have to have a plan for it. And I don't know, as a coach, it's a little tricky. It's new. It's, first off, it's new. I think that's the first thing. Yeah. It's a new thing. Like, So do you just play a bunch of guys to kind of keep guys happy, keep your depth there? Or do you try to figure out what's best for the team and – and just see what and just roll the dice and see what happens from there with with your with your backup guys. Yeah, I, I think I think playing guys is one way to do it. I think that's probably the best way to do it, right? <laughs> is playing guys, but the reality is also you can't play everybody as well. So I don't know. I, I think th- there's some negatives to it in that you know you could lose depth. Also, there's some positives where there may be some guys that you're like, you know, this guy's not going to actually materialize. He's not going to play. Hey, it might be a good time for you to transfer because we bring some <laughs> new guys in. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. works both ways because you know when we play, you br- if you brought a guy in you thought was good and then you realize this guy ain't, he's not he's not him. He's not that guy. You know what I'm saying? He's still gonna be there for the next few years. And he's still gonna take up that roster spot. So there's yeah. there's 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 a way to start to plan for. Okay, how do we start? You know, I don't want to say pushing guys out, but how do we we start? getting some of these guys who are not going to play here opportunities elsewhere and continue to bring uh, other guys in that are going to get some opportunities. So in that, when we talk about depth, you know, the running back position is another area where there's pretty, pretty solid depth. And yeah. it showed, you know, um, Chip and, um, and Dallin Hayden took mo- most of the, the reps and they had some, some big explosive runs. And, you know, you almost – Forget that Mayan and 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 Trevion exist. You know, you watch practice, you're like, dang, it doesn't look like this offense from a run game standpoint has really missed a beat. Even though you know two of the the, the probably the better running backs in the nation weren't even uh, participating. Yeah, and that's interesting because before after the season, once once kind of uh, obviously Trayvon had to come back, he had to get another year. But when uh, Williams stayed, he's coming back. It, it, we know we go from a, a spot where last year where literally we're turning wide receivers into running backs for the playoff game, right? The biggest game of the year yeah. and, and starting a true freshman in, in, in the Michigan game um, to a, a point where now we have essentially like four guys, four, four or five guys that are really capable runners. Um, and it kind of goes into a strong point because it's funny that, you know, we kind of, started this list off and I said who was impressive at spring practice and the people people want to hear about the most 
the quarterbacks yeah, right. <laughs> that wasn't that was not mentioned as far as having uh, uh present day uh this past weekend on a on a on a uh on the at the uh practice the scrimmage yeah. against the defense. So um what's your thoughts there? Like what 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 you what did you see this past weekend? So I I wasn't true I wasn't very, very impressed by the quarterbacks the quarterback play. Um and I'm not gonna say they just did horrible, but they didn't do anything that stood out, in my opinion. Um, that's that's not to say that there wasn't any good throws. So, and I talked about Carnell Carnell Tate being impressive. That means somebody had to throw him the ball, right? Like, right. like he got the ball. But there were some some plays here and there. But what I was looking for was the quarterback able to be able to go through reads, you know, move in the pocket, be able to find a receiver, and do some of the things that we we've seen C.J. Stroud do, we've seen Dwayne Haskins do, we've seen. You know, JT Barrett, Cardell Jones, you know, to go down the list of, of quarterbacks, right? I didn't see it. Nobody really stood out from the quarterback position. Um and you know, the reality of it is if you're if you're Ryan Day right now, you don't know. You still you have no clue who's gonna be I'm not gonna say he has no clue because he's closer to it than me. But based on what I saw, if like if you basing the, the evaluation off what they do in the scrimmage and what they do at practice. It's like I have no clue which one of these guys um, have emerged from um, to be the, the number one guy. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle that goes into fall camp for sure. Yeah, I think Coach Day had a he had a statement this week. Uh, someone was asked about the quarterbacks, and it, it was kind of mimicking what you were saying. Like basically, no one has separated from the bunch. Like no one has kind of just shown that they're just you know that they have just made that big jump and just kind of you know put their stamp over that position. Um, but I guess that kind of falls back to the depth of the running backs, you know. So maybe this year, yeah. you know, obviously it's not what we usually see out of Coach Day. And obviously we have uh, Hartline as the, the offensive coordinator now. But we may need to lean on that experience or that depth that we have at running backs to make us that good, productive offense yeah. that we know yeah. that we're going to have. But we might yeah. need to kind of get it from there compared to get it from there. Know. I don't know about that. That's coming from a line, and you're thinking, in the, you're, thinking <laughs> you're thinking logically, and you're thinking from an approach that makes perfect sense. But you have yeah. a head coach who's a quarterback coach. You have an offensive coordinator who was a a college receiver, NFL receiver, and a receiver <laughs> coach. They're gonna. Yeah. You got. You got the top receivers in the nation coming in year after year after year after year. We are throwing that ball. And if, <laughs> and if that quarterback does not exist on the roster right now, we had better get that quarterback into the mm. into the building as fast as possible. Otherwise, <laughs> Ryan Day is going to have to suit up and and show us, you know, you know <laughs> what he was able to do in his in his uh, younger days. But um, yeah, I, I I I don't know. I didn't I didn't really see it from the quarterbacks yet, and they're growing and learning and all those things. So. You know, hopefully they get there. But they were under they were under pressure as well. So it's not all not all the quarterbacks. Yeah, man, but if you think about that offensive line, um I kinda lost you there for a second, but I guess I guess you kept talking, but kinda lost you with a gap. But um if you talk about that offensive line, I mean like, as we know, the three main positions on the offensive line is you know, are looking at new players coming in both the offensive tackles and the center position. And like you say, you watch the practice. I feel like one thing that always kind of to be honest, it, it usually correlates from practice yeah. to a game. 
is a pass rush. A pass rush really good. Like, if, you know, if you got guys out there that are beating the offensive line, either the defensive line are really good, and we know Coach Johnson has historically have really good defensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, as you just look at, at the NFL currently, all the guys that he's put uh, got work with and put into the league, compared to our offensive line, where you got new guys kind of coming in and having to kind of step up to um, to the plate more or less and, and uh, be able to protect. First off, you got a new quarterback, new off the line. You know, that thing's kind of had to gel together. What brings me back to my last point, to make things a little bit easier for off of the line that's newer, maybe not an experience, you run the ball. And, yeah. and, and you run the ball, yeah. you do it effectively, and then essentially that will open up everything else. It will, uh, it will take some pressure off you. It will slow down the pass for us if you're running the ball. And then you can get the ball to your your five star wide right receivers with it, whatever quarterback. It about. makes a lot of sense. It makes it a does. lot of sense. It does. The head coach is a a, a quarterback coach, and the, <laughs> the offensive coordinator is a receiver, and he's brought in a lot of top, highly touted receivers who are yeah, yeah, yeah. do a lot of things. So I, I, we'll, we'll we'll see how that we'll see how that materializes. <laughs> um, I will say that right tackle position, man. Let's pay attention to that right tackle position. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sold on what you know. I'm not, you know, guys got to, guys got to grow and develop, right? But yeah, that's that's the one to keep an eye on and see how that 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 turns out. Yeah, right now as we know, they're rotating people, uh, rotating the ones in that position. You got number sixty-five, uh, Zan Malowski, who's a redshirt sophomore playing that role, and then also you have the redshirt freshman, uh, Tigra. Uh, number 77, playing that role as well. They're competing for that right tackle spot right now. Um, I believe they're capable. Looking at them, their yeah. statue, how they get in their stands and out their stands, I believe they are capable players. But it's uh, some stuff that's comes with experience. And when it comes down to it, you have to just kind of figure out how to win play-by-play. You learn how to win play-by-play. Sometimes things change. It's not as pretty. But if you keep your guy off the quarterback, then that's kind of the start. So, yeah. you know, it's the spring. They got some time uh, to, to kind of watch it, develop a little bit more, get into the fall, and then, you know, let the best let me, man. You might have to take that to the season. I, me, I, I, I expect that, that that position battle at the right tackle will go into the season uh, if I was betting a dollar on it. Let me ask you a question on that, though. So as a, as a new offensive lineman, what is easier? You coming in and you're a new tackle. Is it easier to run block or is it easier to pass block? Or is it just it's just whatever? It's always for in general, it's always easier to run the ball just for a couple reasons. This just it's just less riskier, right? So I call it run play, whatever that running play is it's coming on my way or it's not, especially if it's off of the tackle. If it's coming, if it's away from you, a lot of times, you know, you kind of got to cut off block. I'm not going to call it an easy block, but in certain looks, it could kind of turn into a pre, a pretty, you know, a pretty a low, a low risk. You know, yeah. you can just kind of get to a spot, know what you're doing, know that your guy, watch him, and he's out to play just because the ball is going away from him. And then also you run it towards you. Let's say you, you know, you don't make the block perfectly. You miss the block. Or you just get beat uh, from that standpoint. You know, the running back always still has a lot of chance. Like maybe somebody else won big. Um, so it's still a chance that it still could be a successful play with you missing your block. As yeah. off the tackle, you miss your pass protection. You miss that block. 
right? If he's he a sack on the quarterback right away, or you know he's disrupting the the uh, or disrupting the play from putting pressure on the quarterback. You stand out a little bit more. Everyone kind of sees it um, that you know that you essentially did not attain your black that play. So it's just it's just more riskier. So as a young guy, it depends on the player. I mean, some guys come out and they're just really good at pass blocking and they're not very strong. So maybe they struggle a little bit with moving guys in the run game um, or vice versa. They're really good at moving guys around in the run game, but when it comes to the pass, maybe they're a little bit slow off the ball, a little bit yeah. uh, susceptible to, to moves. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of depends on the player. I know when I played off the tackle, I tend to be slow off the ball. <laughs> that was my, I had to, if, if, if anybody recall Brian Bryan playing off the line, he used to have false starts because he was trying to really get a jump off the ball. Because if I yeah. didn't, it was going to be <laughs> a problem for for the quarterback. So, yeah. um, but in the run game, I was I, I flourished. Like yeah, run game, I, you know, I better knock guys around, moving around as need be. Um, but you know, that's kind of. So to, your, so to your earlier point, though, you know, with a with a, we got at least six. We're about six deep at the running back position. Yeah, to be, be realistic, there's six guys. One guy plays receiver and running back, but he could mm-hmm. he could line up at running back as well. So we're about six deep at the running back position. And from what I saw, this is obviously it's one practice, so it's super small sample size. But the run game was relatively solid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They they opened up space. There was some explosive run plays. I'm like, wow. The the pass game was a little more iffy. The quarterback's decision-making and ability to, to diagnose defense was a little bit more iffy. But they were good throwing balls on the edges, throwing the back shoulder fade, throwing the deep ball, right? So if you did run heavy with ta- super talented running backs, solid run blocking, um, and play action and with our, our receivers, it, it yeah, it, it would make sense given, you know, what we got. However yeah. – <laughs> got a QB coach, a head coach, <laughs> got a, a receiver <laughs> at the offensive coordinator. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll see, we'll yeah, see how, that, how it develops, man. It, so there was some recruiting, some recruiting news that came out about you know how much schools are spending on recruiting. What what, is, yeah. what was this? What was that? Yeah, so so yeah, like some 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 data came out regarding that, and I guess it kind of for the Ohio State crew Ohio State fan base um kind of I guess it was kind of surprising I guess surprised a lot of guys that Ohio State was ranked fifth on the list in the Big Ten and Big Ten alone they never there was never fifth five in spending and then I believe on the national level um there was ranked 17th on the national level when it came to spending for recruiting um just kind of showing out the list real quick for the Big Ten I think it's kind of important to say that Michigan was number one and they had spent Let's call it close to a, a, a spent more about a million more dollars than Ohio State yeah. on recruiting. Next was Rutgers, surprising, right? Penn State, not so surprising. Maryland, not so surprising with the, uh, you know, with their new coach and, and them having some potential to kind of do some things there. So, uh, what's your thoughts on that? Ohio State is spending is that you know them not being number yeah. five in the Big Ten. That's yeah. So you, alarming. Do you think they need to bump it up? Like, what's your thought? So, so we both went. We both were in Fisher at Ohio State Fisher College of Business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was an accounting major. Yeah. When I see a big number like this, with no context, like, you know, what <laughs> the, where, where are they spending two point two million? Because uh, I, I remember when I was at Ohio State, 
they probably change the carpet like every three months. I felt like I'm like, damn, y'all changing the carpet again? Like, how much of money do you spend on changing the carpet? I mean, y'all just got money to to spend because <laughs> this carpet don't need change. But it's like I don't know what this recruiting money is spent on, so it's hard for me to attach. You know, based on how much you spent, this is how which what you should do. Now, yeah. if if I am gonna do that though, it is super surprising that Ohio State was what seventeenth nationally. And this far back in the Big Ten. And I look at it two different ways. One, in one way, it's like, okay, we got to invest some money into making sure we secure players. But then you look at the guys that are committing and who they're bringing in, you're like, well, they're securing players, right? They're securing talent, right? So then I look at it and I say, well, they're getting a lot of bang for their buck. If they're not even spending, you know, the most in the Big Ten and they're getting the, the, the best talent, compared to all the other Big Ten schools, then, well, maybe, like, you can look at it two ways. Like, maybe if they spend more, they just lock it down and there's no, there's, it's not even close. Or maybe there's not really a direct correlation between spending on recruiting. It's, it's more encompassing everything, right? Because yeah. they're not directly paying the player, so. Yeah, because, like you said, I think it's interesting. It's, it's a little bit interesting, but at the same time, like you said, it's just a big number that we don't know. I mean, when you think about recruiting, like, what really what you're spending the money on? Like, obviously, you got to – coaches got to travel, right? Um, when it comes to players, there's a lot of rules around um, what you could do about paying for a player and family to come come to you. Yeah. So yeah. you you assume that expense is kind of limited, more or less. Um I mean, you buying dinners for the family. I mean, like, you know, really, like, once again, where's that money going to? And I feel like it's not surprising for me that Ohio State could be in the Big Ten, be fifth in spending, but always have the best recruiting class because we're the best team, all right, right? We got the we, – we're the, we're the best team. We have the most uh, players going on, getting drafted in the first round, going to the NFL. Once again, it's almost a um, – it's a cool factor to it, right? I mean, if you grew up in Ohio or in the Midwest – you want to have that opportunity to play for Ohio State. It means that that's the that's the school. If you're nationally, you see all the stuff that all the Ohio State players are going on to do when it comes to the NFL. So it makes sense that you could do a little less spending and kind of um, still be up there. It kind of remind me of Moneyball, man. Moneyball and baseball, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like you know, you can do the analytics and like, oh, we don't need to really spend this to get the, you know to get these kind of players. So I mean, I guess. To me, it's not. A, it's a lot to do about nothing, but I, I believe one of the top spenders in the nation was Georgia, who spent yeah. over four million in recruiting, and obviously they're the two-time back-to-back national champion. Yeah. So maybe Some maybe there's a little bit more to it. I, I don't know, but I mean that's what, what things are at. The, so, the, worst, the worst is when the top the top the high spenders ain't getting it done. That's really what it is. Like okay. <laughs> what, are, what, are y'all, what are y'all spending this money on? I mean, how many how many private jets did y'all invest in, and y'all not actually y'all not actually uh, getting these recruits to to actually commit? So yeah, yeah, that's interesting. But I mean, speaking of recruiting, Ohio State are ready for the class of two thousand twenty four. So obviously, that's uh, next year's class, right? Yeah. Right now, uh, off a, a, a storm of recent commitments, Ohio State is. A recruiting, recruiting class up to number two in the nation, right behind Georgia, number two in the nation. Um, as a recent, obviously, last last week we spoke about the Armstrong twins committed to Ohio State, uh, the big office alignment out of Northeast Ohio, the the twin brothers committing, and then we had some other guys coming in as well. 
obviously more five-star wide receiver. Like you said, they keep coming. Yeah, he's wide receiver. Uh, with with Mylon Graham, Jeremiah Smith, two five-star wide receivers committing. Also, we have a uh, running back out of out of Texas committing. I watched some some his highlight film. He looks like a pretty good player. Um, obviously, his high school and his running back, right? He's getting recruited for a reason. But, you know, some stuff there that, that I saw um, watching another podcast, watching Kirk Barton's podcast, uh, him, some of the stuff that he was uh, showing in film went pretty good there. Looks like a pretty solid player. Then also the quarterback, Aaron Nolan, uh, out of the Florida area, he committed to Ohio State. So, I mean, he, he uh, to me, you see, that's a smart man. You see all these five star wide receivers committed. I'm going right. to commit to with the five-star wide right. receiver. Exactly. So Aaron Nolan out of out of Florida is looking like he's going to be that that quarterback of the class of 24. Um, so, once again, Ohio State getting bang for their buck. They're spending 1.2. Yeah. Georgia's up in the 4 million range, and they're right there on their heels when it comes to recruiting. Um, we got to get Bryce West out of Glenville at the cornerback position, man. That's yeah, a- you got to get him committed, man. I, I mean, he, he's a – He's doing his thing, man. I mean, he's you yeah. know seeing off. He's he's in the process, and I like it. It's a good time to do it, man. You know, see some schools, but you know, when it comes to me and our Glenville Tall Butters, um, you know, you 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 come to Ohio State, but you know, it's up to him to go through the process. Also, yeah, you got to keep branding yourself, man, and then when it all, when it's all said and done, you know what to do. You know what and to then, do, man. And then I hit you up, and we could, uh, you know. Keep getting better. Keep getting <laughs> better, better, man. Keep improving, you know? keep improving man. It's also uh, – we also do a segment on the show. We call it Keeping Our Eye on the Team Up North. Um, just once again, something's, something a little interesting. We kind of bring it up to talk about a little bit, right? Um, they recently had their quarterback, a 2024 commit. Um, <laughs> his name is Jaden Davis. Jayden Davis. I'm not sure where Jaden Davis is from, but I know he was a big recruit. He had a lot of um, offers from a lot of big schools. I believe Ohio State being one of them. Um, he committed to Michigan, and basically from there, he kind of been doing a lot of chirping, doing a lot of chirping. Starts stating that he's going to basically do whatever he, he he can to build his class up, even if it's coming after Ohio State commits. After the guy commit, he's still planning on pursuing those guys to try to get them to go uh, to the team up north. So what's your thought on that? This young man coming in with so much to say about the rivalry and and keeping an eye on it. Yeah, I mean, all I got to say is that I guess now now it's a rivalry again for real, man, because for so long we have been dominating this. It's been one-sided for so long, and now – I, I get it on Twitter all the time. Every time I tweet now, some some somebody from that team up north responds to me. And now you got the recruits coming in already talking. Like now they they they've watched a couple of wins from the other <laughs> side, and now they're you know they're coming in, you know, um, trying to flip things around. So um, I think I think you know the the maize and blue have gotten a little bit of momentum here with two two in a row, yeah. right? Um, so is it it's emboldening a lot of these younger guys as well. But I mean, realistically, he's not gonna be able to sway nobody. <laughs> he's not gonna be able to sway nobody. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I doubt it as well. But it, it, like, but once you say, like, I agree. The, the rivalry is really bad. We lose two in a row. The the fashion we lost those two, um, and also you know now close day with no win. So it's like you know it's it's really a a, a real topic, a discussion that uh, you know this young man thinks he's gonna be uh, pulling recruits and you know doing. Doing it really that big uh, in his, you know, before coming to 
going to the team up north where um from my experience, I don't think he's going to fare pretty well in the big game. But a lot of bark. I don't know if the bark on, is going to um, develop to the same level of his bark. But I will say, I will say, you know, the best recruiting tool for them is beating Ohio State, right? Yeah. Ohio State, you know, in terms of all the weight they carry, all the opportunity they can, the ability to recruit all these guys. When you lose to your biggest rival. You're, you're by default giving them a lot of opportunity as well. So, you know, you're going to see some some more and more momentum from that team of North if you lose <laughs> to them. I mean, that's just the reality of it at the end of the day. So, Yep. So, you know, uh, kudos to that kid. I mean, obviously good yeah. that he recognized the rivalry, but, you know, in a couple of years, we'll probably see him on the field and – I imagine a couple of years he's going to be uh, fairly sad, man. But uh, one more thing we have to speak about. We didn't speak about this before the show, but we talked about it on Twitter a little bit. The the damn flag, man. We got to speak about the flag. The <laughs> flag, man. They they planted the flag. Everybody know the story. They 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 won in Ohio for first time in who knows when. Uh, at the end of the game, once Ohio State leaves, basically leaving the field, they they plant their little m flag in the middle of the stadium and they take a, a really cute team picture you know and yeah. whatever the source and but but essentially they had took that flag now and kind of put it in there i don't know what you call it like i guess the, they're like bo um, schembechler museum yeah the yeah the bow museum um yeah man got like a little section with the pictures and stuff up man uh, i think and personally i just feel like you know they're they're highlighting a very petty moment um a very classless moment and they're highlighting that now. Far, far, I'm shooting and using as a recruiting tool. Um, pretty weak, man. What you think, man? I mean, I think that's that's what they have. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is all they they got currently. Uh, I you know I put it on Twitter that I'm gonna I'm gonna go over, I'm gonna go there and next time I I see an no, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. yeah I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna, van, I'm gonna vandalize that museum and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, do it on Instagram live, but. I don't know, man. It's it's to me. It's all fun at the end in the, at, at the end of the day because it's, it's only fun if we go if we come back and beat them. This is the, this is this is my challenge. I don't really I haven't lost to to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. I don't know what this feels like. And to be honest, I didn't grow up a, an Ohio State fan. I grew up in Louisiana. So when I when I became all in Ohio State, I never lost. Yeah, <laughs> you just can't yeah. beat them. So this is yeah. new territory for me. It's annoying that you know they this flag is something that they 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 kind of memorialize, put in a museum or whatever. But you know we gotta take the punches now because uh, well I, actually I gotta punch back. So I'm in Ann Arbor. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing something dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it, man. I don't, I don't got, my record is clean in the state of my record clean anyway. I'm just joking, but uh, my record's clean in the state of Michigan, man. So you know. Yeah, I, I could take that charge, man, and doing something to that flag, man. But for, but, but be honest, though, I really feel like they're setting up, and I'm just gonna say it, a dangerous situation. You, you you do this on our field, you highlight it. We come up there next year, and just people in general now is gonna be up to Ohio State to try to to, to be the bigger team when it comes to our our our, our basically, it's, you know, it really comes down to the people that's probably leaving, right? The people that's last yeah. year. Now they're gonna be, you know, are they gonna be the bigger team and just leave the field, or are they gonna go and plant their flag and, and Michigan gonna gonna try to re- rebuttal and it and becomes this altercation in the middle of the field because they're highlighting a moment that's that's not a part of the game. Yeah. But 
So, you know, I, I feel like they're highlighting it. We need to step up to the plate, and then once we step up to the plate, we, we, we're going to have to top it. So I don't know if that's step pinning in the flag. I don't know if it's – I don't think we'll do it, though. So I don't think – I don't think – see, it became – the robbery became lopsided. So now that they've won two, like, they 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 you know, it's almost like, you know, they they've they they're like consistent underdogs now, right? Yeah. So they can do all of this stuff, but then when we win, it's just like, oh whatever, they got a game. We'll try again next year. But we lose, it's like, oh my like, you know what I'm saying? Like we're 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 like distraught. And I feel like it's not the same. Maybe they say differently, but I feel like all these little antics is kind of like they it's not it's beneath us, in my opinion. Like that stuff is beneath us. I, I feel you, it's man. Not beneath but, me, though. You know what I'm saying? All right, though, right. If you pinch me, man, I'm pinching you back, man. You take right. a flag in the middle of my field. When I went there, like is 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 all like, you know, meet me in the middle of the field. Like, you know, like if now cause you started this. You you brought yeah. this to the to the table. So now you know, it's up to me to like to kind of to kind of finish it. You know, Oklahoma did it. You know, with, with Baker Mayfield, but we don't have a rivalry back. You know, with Oklahoma, no. like, you know, we don't play them back to back. So I believe you know next time we played them, we won. But it's just like you know, it, it, you know, we we played them, we won. Then they play us here and they won. Then we don't play them no more. So it's just like you know, whatever. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and the football guys got Baker back by making them go to uh, Cleveland. But. Um... <laughs> But it's not the same though. We play you guys every year, man. So it's yeah. like we gotta live with that. We gotta see yeah. whatever that clip is. I'm sure uh the video guys has made some type of clip, you know, when it's gonna be that time to bring that up. It's gonna be fresh on their mind that this is what we're doing <laughs> after yeah. we win this game. So like I said, I, I we'll see how it play out. But I feel like once again, Michigan bringing the pricks that they are are setting up this situation, highlighting it, and then once it kinda goes down, they're gonna kinda toss their hands up like, oh, we don't, this is not, you know, we ain't have anything to do with this. Those Ohio State guys need to just go back to Ohio after they win. Don't don't try to celebrate on our field. I know that's what it's going to come. This is what they did to, to the to the Michigan State guys. Yep. You got a tunnel where everybody got to walk up the same tunnel, and then there's always altercations there. Then what, next thing you know, someone's getting beat up, and, and now you in the media talking about some, oh, Michigan State took it too far. They won the fight. Now we need to arrest these guys. I mean, really calling that these for these kids to be arrested due to altercation with since the guy. I mean, it could have been dangerous, but the guy was fine at the end of the day, right? Um, I think he, he broke his nose. Something, something. I mean, something. That nah, you was like, man. He was like, man. So I mean, but I just feel like Michigan is setting up this situation, and however it goes from there is going to be how Ohio State take it. So when we win this year in Ann Arbor. Hopefully we plant that flag. I want us to be that petty. I want us to plant that flag. Take I got to get a bunch of flags. So I want to go with like a bucket of, of little flags and one big one. And this is going to be a flag celebration, man. This is going to be flags everywhere. Everybody, yeah, everybody, all Buckeye flags everywhere. Um, yeah, I'm so, for it, man. I'm for it. I'm for it. So enough, enough about them, man. We didn't talk way too much about them, man. Let's, I'm sorry, man. I got kind of fired up, man. I got kind of... <laughs> Kind of fired up, man. Think about that darn flag, man. So, just getting back to spring ball, you know, we we've been talking about kind of our experience with spring, you know, kind of our first couple of years. Honestly, after the first couple of years, I don't even remember <laughs> much spring ball. What I do remember is that the scrimmages, like we we'd have real defense versus offense jersey scrimmages that felt like 
they felt kind of like games. They didn't feel like spring practice. Um, I've been to a couple practices. They've scrimmaged. It didn't feel the same way, to be honest. Like, it didn't feel like, you know, we go to the stadium. We'd have, like, a real jersey offense versus defense scrimmage. We know how the points are scored, and we go at it. And that's really where you kind of made your um, – you, you 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 earned your spot, really, going into the season for real. Yeah, yeah. So let's speak about the difference for, for the people who who's not at practice or can't really yeah. picture what we're saying. Uh, so currently at Ohio State practices that you know they're considering the last two Saturdays to be uh, technically scrimmages. Yeah, it, it's really a practice. It really, when it comes down right. to it, it's a practice as any other practice you would have in the spring or in fall camp. But they're just kind of great and they're kind of scoring the practice, so they're kind of watching a rep. One on ones, the guy catch the ball, all point offense, and the same thing. One on ones, O line versus D line, the D line tag off from the quarterback, oh point defense, and they kind of going back and forth. And then once they kind of get to the 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 more team stuff at the end of practice, then it kind of like it's more rules regarding the points. Um, but essentially, you still have you come out, you're warming up, you're doing your individual with your coach, you're doing some inside stuff, you're doing some, you know, it's just like a really once again, it's a regular practice. Of, this is kind of how practice has to go for any uh, college program, but they're just kind of scoring it. And then they kind of say at the end of it, oh, this is the winner, this is the loser. Yeah. But me and Chill was in school, essentially, when we had our scrimmages on, on Saturdays, once again, we had, once again, we went to the stadium. You warmed up just for like, you know, just to warm up. Then after that, the defense went on one sideline, the offense went on another sideline. And then it was just all either situational football or just live football from that point there. And really, those was like, basically, your week of practice was gearing up to get you ready for the scrimmage. This is what we learned for the week. Come come Saturday, we're going to be running this stuff in the scrimmage, live action, and, you know, kind of, you know, playing real football at that point in time. And I guess we're we're saying that basically watching practice, we're not really getting that feel because essentially you don't really get to real football for except for maybe you know two periods yeah. at the end of the practice, yeah, two periods, two two five to ten minute periods at the end. Yeah. And to be honest, so when we played the scrimmages, were more like the game than the spring game. Spring game was kind of like you know, we went through practice, we got through it, we 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 finished spring, and now we had this kind of game to cap it all with fans in the stands. The defenses didn't well, even run all of, we didn't run all of our plays and all that stuff. Um, there was limitations to what we could do defensively. But in the scrimmages, it was, you know, offense versus defense. We running a full playbook, uh, offensive coordinator versus defensive coordinator. We calling our plays, boom, all that stuff. And that was the opportunity, you know, um, for young players specifically to be able to, to compete, maybe maybe compete with some against the, the starting uh if you if you ever go ones versus twos to compete against a starting offense and be able to show that you could play at that level, uh, but yeah, without you know that that their periods just aren't to me haven't been long enough from a scrimmage standpoint to really get a good idea of what it looks like um, when it comes to real football, right? Real, yeah. real, real football from my perspective. You know, I agree. Um, like you say, in our situations, it used to really feel like a game. So it was your best versus your best. Your coach, usually our coaches, if you recall, our coach was in the booth. Our O-line coach went yeah. up in the booth. And he was calling plays through, through the through the headset or how, you know, however they call plays. 
Um, and it was just like a real live situation. And it kind of really got to feel that, you know, you belong. Like, you know, uh, you know, you really belong. You are in the huddle with the starting quarterback. He's calling the play. Usually everyone was live, once again, except for the quarterback, like like the current Ohio State practice. But then you got out that huddle, and then you executed from there. And then you kind of, once again, try to score points to win the, to win the scrimmage. But like I say, it was, you know, it, I, don't, I don't think, you know, I guess – it was just real life football at that point, and now with the with the things that are being done now at, with Coach Day's practice, once again, it's a regular practice. So by the time you get to the end, I mean you can't you can't scrimmage like that. Like you don't had a full yeah. day's worth of practice. Yeah. You know you kind of you know you're tired now, so you know you only could do the the couple of periods live and, and then kind of roll out to the next team. So I mean we 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 spoke about it. essentially spring has two more weeks left. Uh, obviously, this weekend coming up is uh, Easter Sunday, so I know they won't be practicing on Sunday at least. But we don't know if they have like that real live scrimmage planned or set. Um, or really, I know Coach Day he does a spring game a little different as well. Like usually, it's kind of like an offense versus defense type of deal. Um, back when we did it, we like I said, it was fun. We split the teams down the middle. You have some captains pick people, call like a little draft type of deal going on. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of have fun from there, but. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, it does feel different, definitely. Like you say, Chen, the way Coach Day runs his scrimmages on and Saturday in the spring compared to us basically getting ready for a game and having to execute at that level. So, yeah. So maybe maybe that spring game is, is more like a game for real, like yeah. more, more more suited for what our jersey scrimmages were for us. But we'll see. You know, we'll and, see. and obviously we're not ever practice either. So. Maybe they scrimmage um they you know this week, um this weekend as well. So, you know, we'll see. But that, I mean that's the show today. Um yeah, excited to see what materializes from this team going into next year. But definitely definitely there's a lot of potential. Um so yep. we'll continue to follow follow it. Yep. And once again, if you're uh doing any type of sports betting, feel free to check out betonline uh a g where the game starts. Feel free to use our promo code Believe B L E A V to receive some promotions and bonuses there. Uh, this is Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chimdi Chekwa. We'll catch you guys next time. You always got to leave with a go Bucks, right? Go Bucks. Go Bucks. O H man, it's all, all that. I O I O. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.